This is the 40 Thrive Podcast, episode 11. You're listening to the 40 Thrive Podcast, the show created for women 40 and beyond, ready to shake things up. Get exclusive access to expert advice, support, and strategies that will inspire, motivate, and give you the tools to not just survive, but thrive. And now, your host, Jackie McDougall. Welcome to the 40 Thrive Podcast. I'm grateful you're here. If you feel like you're at the end of a road, whether it's marriage, career, or any other number of personal circumstances or professional, this episode is for you. Today, I'm talking to Nancy Karras, who is a transition coach, author, and speaker, and career management expert for people who are ready to live the life they've always dreamed of living. As women of a certain age, we're kind of caught between the get a job at a young age with benefits and stay in it and punch the clock and you know stay there for 30 years and retire. We're caught between that and entrepreneurship and creating your own opportunities and all of what's out there now. And it can be super confusing, especially for those who find themselves thrust into this second world while, you know, having all of their experience as a serial employee. So Nancy talks about that and how we can look at our careers in a different way and maybe reinvent ourselves or make a little pivot that will actually help us live out that second half of our career in a way that's more authentic to us and aligned with what we truly believe. So that's very exciting, especially for those who may feel like they're aging out or they're coming to a close or they may be forced into early retirement or any number of circumstances. So I think what Nancy has to share today is really helpful for so many of us. But the one thing I love about Nancy and her advice, she's got the experience, you know, she's got a lifelong career in HR. She has all the education but it's her own experience with transitions herself and what she's learned going through them that's really valuable that can help, I think, so many people. Nancy's expert advice and her insights have been featured in the media, including the Wall Street Journal, Inc. Magazine, Money Magazine, CNN, and so many more. She's been on the KTLA News and also NBC Nightly News. And so she's no stranger to getting her message out there. But what I love about today's conversation is it's just about you. It is about where you may feel like you are right now, whether it's career, whether it's relationship, maybe it's an empty nest. We're all in a state of transition. As Nancy says, the only constant is change. And I feel like when you are in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, change is inevitable and it's constant. You know, once you feel like you've overcome one thing, then there's another one. And there's just so much ahead of us. And so to really get our heads on straight and to know where we're going and what is feeling good for us, you know, the decisions that we make in our lives, the better we will be able to tackle those changes. So before we get into all of this with Nancy, head on over to 40thrive.com and download your free tips to start thriving today. There are just a couple of little nuggets in there that I think will help you incorporate thriving and gratitude and all those good feelings in your everyday that ultimately you'll start seeing some results, I think, 
in your personal and professional lives. So head on over, 40thrive.com, download your 10 tips to start thriving today. All right, so let's get to it. Nancy, welcome to the 40 Thrive Podcast. Hi, Jackie. I am so happy. Not only are you on the show, you're in my space. You're in my, I could like reach across the table and actually touch you. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. And it's absolutely breathtaking in your space now. <laughs> well, the light you. is beautiful in here. It feels really good. Oh, I'm and glad. And of course, it feels really good to know I can reach out and actually <laughs> touch you now. Because I'm so, back in town. Yes, you are. So I am. I want to talk, I mean, everybody knows you as a transition coach, whether it's career or life. And if you, you know, for anybody listening who may have caught any episodes, when I have experts on, I love the career experience. I love the education. I love all of that that makes up who Nancy is. I'm experienced, Jackie. (laughs) Yes, you are. However, it's actually your life experience that fascinates me the most because I think that's what makes you such a powerful transition coach. Thank you. Is not just because you know, hey, I've studied transition, but you've been through it. You're going through it regularly. And I think any woman over 40 has experienced or is experiencing transition maybe right in this moment. I agree. And it's interesting because people will say to me, how come you're so positive? How do you do it? You're going through so much. And I think, well, yeah, but that's how you go through so much, right? right? If you see everything as more of an adventure and more of a, you know, we were talking about this earlier, change is our only constant, right? Yep. And people try to manage that one event. That's going to happen. If I could just get through my divorce, if I could just get through the loss of my job, if I could just, and the truth is, once you get through that, there's just going to be another one. Right. There's and one like one on, the, another, on, on the batter's box, like, I mean, the, you know, warming up for you. Right. It's almost <laughs> like when they, they set the kids up with the automatic, you know, um, pitcher. Uh, yeah. So the balls just keep yep, on coming. They just keep coming. That's life, right? Yeah. So... To me, what makes me a good transition coach is because I've been through so many changes. I was laid off 11 times. 11? 11 times in corporate America as the head of human resources because... Wait, if you're the head of human resources, who's laying you off? Oh, the CEO. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I'm like, wait, you're just like, hey, sorry, you're out. (laughs) Well, let's put it this way. When they try to short my severance package, I pretty much know what everybody else is getting, so they can't. But I purposely chose companies that were dysfunctional or in, in huge growth mode or in, you know, a merger and acquisition mode because I like change. I mm. like managing change. So do you think that you were actually like you were putting yourself in these situations knowing that this could get like yes. belly up in yes. a short time? Yes. Interesting. But if I have to go to work every day and maintain... Mm. the same old thing. I'm so bored. I'm not growing as a human being and I'm really not having fun. I'm maintaining and go, right. I'm just coasting. Right. And I don't enjoy that unless I'm, you know, on the beach or on a boat or, you know, it has to be the right <laughs> moment. But in life, I want a little bit more. So I picked companies that gave me interesting work that gave me, I mean, I remember when I was really young, 
smoked cigarettes. Mm -hmm. You know, we all did crazy things. And we used to be allowed to smoke at work. I would not accept an offer if it was a company where I couldn't smoke at my desk. Really? What an idiot. <laughs> but I was young and I... We're I, aging ourselves, right? Right. <laughs> and I felt like I, you know, I wanted to do what was interesting and fun and kind of I did it my way, mm -hmm. right? Um, but in doing so, you know, I got laid off 11 times because uh, with companies, they bring you in and they say, okay, here's our problem. We have 50% turnover. Okay, so like an orange, I peel away the layers. I help them determine how we can fix this, how we can re-engineer that process, how we can fix the people, and so on and so on. And then they come back to me after a year or two and say, Nancy, this is amazing. It's, it's you know, you've done so many amazing things. What else can we do? And I say, how about you? As the leader of this organization, you get on the elevator in New York City mm -hmm. every morning with 10 people who work for you, and you ride the elevator up 70 floors, and you stare at your Prada shoes. You never look up. You never say good morning, thank you, hello, how are you? You guys were here till midnight last night. I really appreciate it. And everybody knows. She gets on the elevator. She stares at her Prada shoes mm -hmm. and doesn't speak to us. So... I would tell them the truth. Right. And at that point, I'd get booted out like football. <laughs> and I was very happy to leave. With the Prada shoes. <laughs> with the Prada shoes. And then, right, and with all the whatever, you know, I worked for some very interesting companies yeah. where you get some great product and, and services. Mm -hmm. And then I would leave my job and I would travel. And my father, who was an attorney and very serious and, you know, we always had to be thinking about being productive he would be furious that I was leaving and traveling. Hmm. And I'd say, I'm not concerned because I'm going to come back and get my next job. I'll always land on my feet. Right. But if you have that mentality and if you allow yourself to trust yourself and know that life happens, right? Mm -hmm. Like that we were saying, those hills just keep on coming. Those balls just keep on coming. <laughs> but if you prepare yourself for that, and if you know that mastering change is mastering life, does that make sense? Mastering change is mastering, mastering life. life. Because if you can learn how to deal with change that's constantly yes. coming at you, whether it's your family, your children, your parents, your work, your lover, your partner, you know, uh, your country, everything, mm -hmm. right? But if you can really um, get a sure sense of yourself and figure out how you cannot react to the triggers that set you off so that you can't stay on course, and if you learn how to help yourself through change, give yourself a toolbox, of, you know, a toolkit mm -hmm. with tools that really help you get through severe transitions. Right. So we're all going to go through them. Absolutely. And that's, that's even more so. It's funny because in our 20s and 30s, there were a lot of firsts. So I always say that there are, you know, maybe your first marriage or your first baby or your first job or what, whatever it is. Right. There are, are a lot of things that are kind of exciting and first. But as we hit our 40s, 50s, 60s, we're kind of tackling a lot of lasts. Sometimes. Agreed. But what I'm finding is 
in our 40s, 50s, 60s, and so on, when we're meeting those lasts, it's causing us to create brand new beginnings. Exactly. And and you're exactly Amazing. right. So if you're able to shift your thinking, not only focusing on the lasts, you know, as our kids grow up and they move out and, you know, but looking forward. Right. I, I personally believe a happy life is when you have something to look forward to, whether it's a trip or it's a goal or it's a, Correct. you know, a I new agree. career move or whatever. It keeps me going. So. What I do with my clients, I meet a lot of people who feel like they're at the end of their road. And sometimes it wasn't by their own choice. A sudden divorce they didn't expect, their partner to leave, a job after 20, 30 years, you get an early retirement package, or you're suddenly asked to leave. And what I teach my clients is it's not the end. It is the beginning, but we take the culmination of who you are and what you've done, all of your experiences matter. And all of them can help you pivot to a whole new world. We don't see it when we're at the end of that first road or second or third road, right? When we're in our 40s, 50s, 60s. -hmm. So many clients, the first conversation we have, I hear the same um, thought process. I'm at, you know, I'm getting old, I'm a little washed up, I'm aging out, mm-hmm. what am I going to do, nobody's going to hire me now, I can't do my dream job or my dream business now, it's too late, and my first job isn't to help them figure out where they're going, my first job is to help them adjust their mindset, mm. because to me, when we lose a job or a relationship or anything like that, we feel like we've lost our substance, right? right. I've lost my job. Now I have nothing. They'll never hire me. Who's going to see me? How am I going to interview? Or if it's a relationship, no one's ever going to date me again. Where will I ever find somebody you know, who will love me and so on and so on? And I think what happens is Our brain goes to the worst possible place. Mm -hmm. It tricks us into either thinking the outcome is going to be greater than it is. So when we get there, we're disappointed or that we're not worthy. So we don't even try. So when we get to the end of a road, our, the way our society has kind of, you know, brainwashed us, we feel like we're at the end of the road and I'm kind of washed up. And I think what we do as coaches and what I do is I show people that you're just at the end of that road. Right. But if you just turn a little bit to the left or the right. Right. There's a whole new road. We're at a um, roundabout. Right. You know, and there's 10 roads. And that's really what I teach people is Mm. let's look at life like a a food chain, Mm -hmm. right? Like an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And put where you are now and what you love and what you do. And then think around that ecosystem, who else is in that food chain? What else? You know, so if you're in the film industry and you need to step out of there, but you don't want to lose all that you did and all that you had, pivot. Look around at all the different industries that feed that industry Mm -hmm. or all the industries that 
are fed by, by that, that industry. industry. Right, right, right. That makes sense. You can coach, you can teach, right. you can become a mentor in an organization where a lot of the employees are really young. Mm-hmm. And people think, I don't want to go there because I'm going to be pushed out. Or, But actually what they're finding is they need us. Right. They right. need our skills and expertise. They, so, Yeah, but let's be honest. They may need us, but there are some companies in certain industries that are, are don't see the appeal or the benefits of having somebody older in the department. Correct. And then I don't want to work for them. Yeah. Because I want to work where I'm valued and appreciated and where I know that I can do my work and it be meaningful. So that may mean that I've aged out mm-hmm. because I'm not in the right age group to be seen as the it woman for that right, role. Right, right. But perhaps I can mentor people who are in that role. Mm. Or perhaps right. I can work for a company that's trying to get to those people and they don't know how to communicate. They don't know the language. Right, right. Right? They don't have the relationships. What I think is really fascinating in women in our age group, and when I say our age group, I mean 40s, 50s, and 60s, um, who grew up, many of us, with parents who got a job at, you know, in their 20s and stayed there for 40 years. You know, I always joke like, punch the card and slide down the dinosaur, like old school. I still have publishing clients who come out with 25, 30 years in the same company. So, but I mean, it was, it was like, I remember in my early twenties, my dad saying, get a job, get benefits. You know, you want all this stability. And it was all about stability. There is no stability And then, well, and then I worked in entertainment and the most stable jobs were so unstable. Right. And so I learned at a young age that, Stability is kind of a false sense, sense of, of security. security. Correct. And so, but for some people, so my my point is that women our age have seen and witnessed that time where it was like, get the job, the benefits and become, you know, stable and secure, whether it's false or not. And then now we're living in a time where you literally can make money doing almost anything if you have a passion or a purpose or a skill, there is potentially money I can, huge, you know, huge. behind you. Like you could actually make a living doing something just because you know how to do it and you can teach in the way or you can consult or you can, whatever it is, only in the way you can do it. That's right. And so that's pretty amazing. But how do you take somebody who's been programmed you know, decade after decade to like find security. Like I feel like a robot. Like my dad used to say, become a teacher, become a teacher. Like that was what he would say to me because at the time it felt like there was a lot of job security. Um, You know, I bucked the system and now look at me. I'm a podcast coach, which was teaching. So I love it. You're welcome, dad. (laughs) But, But, you know, how do you take all of that opportunity and all that stuff that's going on and show that to somebody who may be programmed to just be trying to grasp security at any cost. Right. Okay. So in this day and age, if you really want to be secure and hold on to security, you have to take the mindset that you're your own boss. Mm -hmm. You're the CEO of your own entity, which is your person and your expertise and your talents. And you have to consider every opportunity, whether it's an in-house 
job or you're doing your own business or consulting or whatever it might be. It's your business. Everybody you talk to, you think and act like a consultant. Hmm. So whether you get a W-2 or a 1099 or whatever it It is. It doesn't matter. Same mindset. Right. Because if you're your own boss, you're worrying about your company Mm -hmm. and your company is yourself. Mm -hmm. We were raised to be loyal and be absolutely good little soldiers who march along for our corporations and companies. Yes. Right? Don't look left. Don't look right. Don't think you might want to switch departments or do something else in life Mm -hmm. because you have a stable job. Be quiet and be grateful. Just be grateful. Yeah. Right. Right. And I remember when the younger generation started coming in and I would say that, you know, the kids would come in my office and say, how come her desk is 60? two inches and mine is only 58 and how come they have those pens and I think oh my god we were so grateful to work right and have a paycheck yeah. and they're I used marching to joke, in day one yeah I used to joke that you didn't have to ask me to you know that whole like jump how high you know thing I was already jumping by the time right. an employer asked me to jump I'm like I'm already right, in, the air, in man. the air yeah exactly, exactly I was willing to do almost anything and, exactly. and, and for as many hours as it took right so we can't maintain that attitude anymore it's not healthy and it doesn't work right because companies aren't loyal anymore right and the second they need to downsize or make some changes or they found new talent no matter how invaluable you think you are, you're going to be looking at the door. Right. But if you consider yourself your own entity and your own business and you're your own CEO, then you can easily, when you see it coming, you can start looking. You can start figuring out your next move. Mm-hmm. We've always been so loyal that we don't. Right. We wait. Right. Right. We're not going to go anywhere. If they let me go, okay, I'll see what happens. But, but there's I'll... no loyalty anymore no. on either side. So we shouldn't be, you know, focused on, on being loyal to our companies. We need to be loyal to ourselves. I love that. Right. And that means really asking yourself, is this healthy for me to get in the car and drive two and a half hours every day while my kid's struggling out here? Mm-hmm. And maybe I could find another way to work. But people are afraid to make those moves. So when people are in transition, divorce, job, whatsoever, they feel like they are um, losing their substance. And how are they ever going to move forward? And how will people ever see them as someone of value? And what I teach my clients is we are a silo, like a barn. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're each a silo. We spend all of our years adding to the silo, talent, experience, life, um, relationships. And our silo is pretty full by the time we're in our 40s, 50s, and 60s. So when we lose a job or we lose a relationship or a child or whatever else might happen, we feel like we've been drained and Mm -hmm. our silo is emptied and we have nothing. We are just, right? Yeah. But what I teach my clients is that really what's happening is during the night, some little man climbed up on a ladder on your silo (laughs) and ripped off your marquee. He took off the sign that said you were a married man or woman, that said you were an executive or a mother or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But those are just labels 
that make up a piece of who we are, right? Right. But for some reason, when we lose a job or a relationship or so on, we feel like they've taken away our substance. Mm. And what I remind people is you are still intact. You are completely whole when you go through transitions. In fact, if you dig deep, you have so many resources within yourself that you've overcome other challenges or you've transitioned through other things in life, but we don't relate it. But if we really do, so I do these assessments with my clients Mm -hmm. that help them really look at their lives and what really happens is we are able to identify their intrinsic motivators. Once you can identify someone's intrinsic motivators, then I know where you should be in life. Tell me more about that, intrinsic motivators. So our intrinsic motivators are the things that naturally make us happy. Mm -hmm. When you wake up in the morning and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so excited because today I'm going to see Nancy and we're going to do this podcast (laughs) together. Get out of my head, Nancy. Right. (laughs) Exactly. But when you have that good, like, oh, I can't wait for today. This is a good day. I love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Right. I love what I'm about to do or the opposite. We finished it. And now we can say, I love what I just did. I feel so accomplished and happy. And, you know, to me the other day, I pulled over on Mulholland because I saw the clouds were pink, orange. They were just phenomenal. And I was in the middle of commuting between one appointment and another. And I just thought, nope, I have to stop here. And I have to take this moment and said, do not stop here. I pulled over because there was a very wide space. Screw you, LAPD. I know. I hopped out. I was like, oh, what's my story going to be? I took the most gorgeous photos and video. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that like you need to, um, you get your substance and you do your stuff in all different kinds of ways. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I love that. So um, an, an intrinsic motivator isn't necessarily like... work it could be pulling over for five seconds yes and I watched that so my one of my hobbies is photography and now it's becoming photography and then turning some of those into little films with video and yeah I've been doing some I'm in New York on the in the Hudson Valley Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think on the Hudson in the (laughs) Hudson Valley and it's it's just a very back backwoods kind of naturey place so I'm doing a lot of photography but for me, just to stop and take in that moment of nature mm-hmm. and beauty and for me to capture it so later I can recount that moment and re, you know, go feel it again. Right. That makes me feel so accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to other people, I look like crazy lady. I'm like, stop the car. <laughs> I, I just want it to. Oh my gosh. You, my kids will actually go, mom, sunset, and like go over to the window and or go outside because they know how much it me matters too. to me. And every me time too. it rains, like we're actually getting rain in California. Um, I'm like, Oh, is there going to be a rainbow today? Me but I work too. from home and then I see people's pictures on Facebook and I'm like, I need to leave this house so I can see the <laughs> it's rainbows. True. It's true. But okay. So let's so go back to this. So motivator. that's an intrinsic motivator or creativity or family or, or whatever mentoring. it is. Right. So how do you then do, once you've determined what that, intrinsic motivator is how what do you do with it next so what we do is we work on determining what your intrinsic motivators are we also look at satisfiers and dissatisfiers Mm. in all aspects of life it's the simple list like we used to do when we were dating 
pros and cons right? because I just broke up with someone why I shouldn't call them again. And we used to, <laughs> right, put it on the fridge so you could see it every time you were in the kitchen. And this is the same thing. But if you put your satisfiers and dissatisfiers and make a list mm -hmm. and keep it where you're looking at it while you're going through transition and determining, because if you keep looking at the list and things you're thinking, oh, yeah, I should do that. That would be good for me because we're being that good little soldier mm. and doing what we should do, not what we really want to do. Okay. That list keeps you in check. It's so like, explain this a little bit more. So whether you are going through a divorce or you've just lost your job, you're saying keep this list. Right. So I would say, let's say it's a job. I would say my environment. What did I like and not like? Or if uh -huh. it's a marriage, what did I like and not like about the environment? Mm -hmm. Put them in two columns. Okay. What did I like or not like about the people? Mm. Right? So at work, it's my, you know, peers and, and colleagues at home it's my family mm -hmm. and my extended family or his or her family right what about my colleagues what about my um, actual work function or what about my role in my relationship and if I look at those and really determine right does that make sense yeah because we tend to fantasize right that or romanticize about like, oh, that person, maybe you're going through divorce. I miss him so much. And, exactly. you know, it was so great. But if you have this like actual pros and cons list Clarity in front of you, is really important yes, for transition. Clarity is sense. really important. And so doing this simple list mm -hmm. also gives you time to reflect. So to me, nobody can move forward in transition until you've done a self-inventory. Okay. I make people do, do a self-inventory. Um, I have some different assessments they can do. Mm -hmm. um, one being the satisfiers and dissatisfiers. Yep. Um, one is something I do with a bunch of stories people tell okay. and come up with about their moments in life where they felt that happiness mm. and joy. And then from that, I can connect and, and uncover their intrinsic motivators. Once they say, you're so right. It wasn't the leading, the creative team at Condé Nast that mattered to me. Mm -hmm. It was the art. Hmm. I forgot all these years because I climbed that stupid, you know, but very in enticing and meaningful corporate ladder. But now I want to get back to my roots or now I really want to connect with what I love. Right. And so that's what we uncover. And then people say, yeah, but okay, Nancy, you think I can get a job painting or you think I'm going to be able to, you know, find another relationship where he or she's going to allow, allow me to be me. And yes, I sure do. Mm -hmm. I see it every day. Right. I see client after client after client succeed. So it's really about, um, you know, kind of opening yourself up to everything you've done in the past matters. Mm -hmm. People think, and the way that we were trained and, and taught and raised is it happened 20 years ago. It doesn't count. Right? Okay. I have to tell you the story. Sorry. I have a friend who um, was applying for a job and she said, oh, but I haven't done that in 15 years. I can't even put that on my resume because I haven't done it in 15 years. And I said, let me ask you a question. If somebody walked into my house right now and plopped a baby in my arms and said, you must raise this child, first of all, I 
cry. But <laughs> but would anybody say to me, you can't do that. You haven't done that in 12 years. No. No, because I've done it. I have experience with it. But for some reason, you're absolutely right. right. We program our minds to go, well, if it's happened after this it like, doesn't count. statute of limitations, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. And so then we position ourselves and brand ourselves in a really um, weak way. Right. Right? Because we're not giving ourselves credit for all the amazing things we've done and accomplished in our lives. Right. And that's what I help people do is to draw upon what they've forgotten mm. or what's buried so deep. Even the, 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 the most stubborn-minded person who feels they've done nothing in their life, trust me, I'll find yeah. things you've done that Absolutely. are really valuable and meaningful and how we can now use those and leverage all that talent or experience or both mm-hmm. and pivot. Right. Right. It's all right. about being able to pivot. So let's talk real quick about this is something that I've seen a few times happening and I'm sure it happens all the time. There is a woman who's over 40, often in her 50s, and she goes, all right, I'm 54 years old. I'm going to retire at 65. I've been at this company for a long time. I got 11 years. I'm just going to put it in. I'm, I'm, I'm committed. It's good. We're moving on. And then boom, she's out. Like there's layoffs or you know, whatever it is, like they bring in a younger model. Do you really think at 54 years old that this person can just go out and get something that can support her for the long haul? Yes. Tell me. So I think what holds us back is fear. I think what women do is we have that imposter mm-hmm. syndrome mm-hmm. and we immediately think, oh, I did that two years ago. They're not going to think it's valuable. Or even that recently, we discredit the work we've done. Right. 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 So we go through this whole, you know, emotional downward spiral that we're almost creating ourselves mm-hmm. because we talk ourselves out of our own substance and value. Right. Right. So we're our own worst enemy and fear is talking. We're letting our fear. Absolutely. Right. So I will, I will send clients, a, a you know, a, a quick text or something and I'll say fear is a liar, <laughs> you know, cause I know they're struggling mm-hmm. with fear mm-hmm. or there's this beautiful thing I have on my, um, on my pages in, on social media and it's this beautiful, elaborate, spiritual woman and it says everything you want is on the other side of fear, mm-hmm. right? So I really work on my cl- with my clients first mm-hmm. on understanding their value and what they really have to offer, then understanding where they can offer that personally or professionally that's really going to make them get up every day and feel motivated, excited, a part of something, contributory, you know, all of the things that we all really want to feel to feel happy and whole. Right. Right. And then once we figure out where those things are, I help my clients to create that path to first you have to brand yourself, even personally. Mm -hmm. We all have to find better ways to articulate and communicate and to be our authentic selves. And people, this is what I tell clients. People spend so much time tap dancing while someone's shooting at your feet, like the old cartoons. (laughs) And the more they shoot, the faster we dance, right? Right. And we're tapping, tapping, tapping. But 
we're not pro- we're trying to prove ourselves. We mm-hmm. spend so much time feeling that as women we have to prove ourselves before we can um, participate in the room. And the truth is, you you've already proved yourself. Mm-hmm. Your career, your life, your relationships speak for themselves. Our goal at this point, when we are working or in life and relationships is to connect. Mm. It's connecting. And in order to do that, we really have to listen and listen to what people. So now, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier about thinking and acting like a consultant Mm -hmm. and being your own CEO in life, right? So we're so busy trying to tell people who we are, what we want, what we need, why we're there, how we can help them. We're talking, talking, talking. If you think and act like a consultant, you don't profess to know all the answers, right? Right. But you do know how to get them. So I spend my first meeting with people asking them about their needs, their challenges, their obstacles, their goals. Because once I have that information, I can position myself much better. Mm -hmm. And I know what to talk about to relate to them. Right? right? Otherwise, I come in with my whole repertoire, right? My whole dance card. And I'm like, you, 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 right? Yeah, Let's yeah. all. And it doesn't fit everybody. No, and it's also confusing. It's overwhelming, mm-hmm. right? Where if you pare it down and you're really specific about right now I'm talking to Jackie and we're talking about this topic, I'm not going to tell you about all kinds of other stuff I can do or all kinds of other stuff people go through because it will cloud our ability to focus on the, go- the goal at hand. Right. 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 So it's really teaching um, women, and, and I think all people need to learn this, sometimes men even <laughs> more so, but stop the tap dance. Mm-hmm. Stop dancing as fast as you can to prove who you are. Right? Just be your authentic self, and in that process, don't tap dance to prove, connect, right? connect with people. And I think our planet is looking for more of that. The way we were raised and, and inspired was march along, good little soldier, corporate, corporate, you know, or, or film or whatever your industry is. But it's like, do it, do it, go, 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 don't look, don't turn, don't, you know, keep going. And I think when we start to look around and realize as women, we can do anything, anything. The, the possibilities are infinite. And mm-hmm. most of my female clients are 40, 50, and 60 in those, in those age ranges. Mm-hmm. And everyone comes in with the same fear, and everyone goes out with an amazing job. Really? Amazing. Or I have so many women who have started their own businesses Yes. We've well, put, I mean, right? I, I think the entrepreneurship right now, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but many, many of the new businesses happening are women over 40, like a good percentage of it. And I sometimes wonder if it's A, because we have no uh, interest in pleasing everybody anymore and we just want to do our thing and do it the way we want to do it, or B, we've been pushed out of something and it's really like the mother of invention, Right. So I, I think mean, it's a combo. Um, so I think it's a, I think it's a combo, and it doesn't really matter what pushed you to it. Like there are more opportunities out there 
for women-owned businesses than ever before. It's just not everybody is in that space where they they feel like it's too up and down and rocky or whatever. Right. That's where I I, sometimes I just say to somebody, well, then do a partnership with somebody who does the things that you're not great at. Or you can consult through an organization. So they do all the administrative work and you just, I do work for a company in New York. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm a 1099. Mm Mm-hmm. I do my piece of work for them and I don't have to worry about what's happening behind the scenes. Right. So it's great. Yeah. You know, so that's another way to um, be independent without having to fully go out there on your own. Right. You know, or a lot of women um, who have been administrative um, assistants or in administrative management, there's such a huge need for virtual assistance and management. 100%. I actually right? need a virtual assistant. So if anyone anyone yeah. out there I do too. I, and I and I ideally for my company, I try to hire women over 40. That just feels Excellent. really important to yeah. me and you know, obviously on brand, but and aligned with where I'm at, but you know, you're absolutely right as far as virtual assistants because if you have specific skills, right? So if you find you're aged out or you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s and you have a teen who needs help or a parent that you're in that sandwich generation, Mm -hmm. then you have the flexibility now to walk away from corporate or to be let go or from any kind of job. I keep saying corporate, but it could be anything. Yeah. 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 And you can reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the beauty of life. That's what I love about you. You know, that's Mm -hmm. what I love about myself. Mm -hmm. We, reinvent ourselves and we are able to you know be a little bit intuitive about where the need is at the moment and then pivot ourselves and use our skills right to help women to succeed in that market right or in that dynamic yeah and I feel like at our you know at this stage in our lives it's really important at least for me to serve you know and that sounds so like I don't, I, I don't give me more credit than I deserve, but I love to help individuals who maybe don't necessarily see that there's an opportunity right. to grow their business right. or, right. you know. You're shining a light on them. Yeah. Instead right. of just focusing on like a TV project that may or may not succeed. Right. You know, I, I enjoy that work and I have loved that work for, you know, 25 years, but seeing a human being who maybe doesn't believe that they have something and then start to see them believe it and then share it. Nothing Amazing. better. Right. Nothing right. So better. So that's one of your intrinsic motivators. Oh my gosh. See what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Me so too. That's why I love watching what you're doing because you are helping women who maybe feel like, Oh, like the end of the road. You're like, Hey, hold on, take off those blinders and like check right. out the, the and nine not other only avenues. that, but let's walk the road together. Awesome. I take them down the road. And if that roads, we get halfway and say, Hmm, like, well, we don't have to go all the way back. Right. I'll show you how to bridge and right. jump over to this other road. Yes. Right. So sometimes you just need a guide. Yep. I tell people, you know, it's like when your kids are bowling and we put up those bumpers, yep. I'm those bumpers for awesome. people. I, <laughs> I help you bumpers. keep the ball <laughs> so that you can have a strike. Right. You know? That's fantastic. Right. So it's really, um, a lot of it's mindset. Yeah. 
And I think mindset is everything. Right. And you were saying that, you know, why is it that women in their 40s, 50s and 60s decide to finally be entrepreneurs? And I think part of it is also that, you know, for the first time in our lives, we are tired of mm. doing what we're supposed to do, what everybody else wants us right, to do, right. what the committee in our head has been <laughs> babbling <laughs> at us for years. Yep. And now it's like we want to listen to our own heart. Mm-hmm. And there's so much power in that. Because if you can follow your heart, I always say follow your heart and follow the research. Mm. Because people listen to the committee first. My mother, my friend, my father, my sister, my brother, my yeah. husband, my... Well, and know. it may have been a committee that had spoken 40 years before. You know what I mean? Sometimes Absolutely. we're listening like... Old news. Old committees right. that haven't even existed for decades. Right. And we're still we letting them yes. hold so much space. Yes. So that's why you become your CEO, your own CEO. Mm-hmm. You fire the, fire committee, the committee in your head. <laughs> First thing you do is fire the committee in your head. Amazing. And then you have to be kind to yourself because mm-hmm. how would you treat people in your company? The first thing you would do is be kind. Yeah. Right. So we have to stop being so hard on ourselves and stop telling ourselves we don't have talent. We're not good at it. We can't do it. Mm-hmm. And to really, um, do a self inventory. Yeah. Really see what, what you can do. And then, like I said, the possibilities are infinite. The opportunities are infinite. That's amazing. Especially for women in our age group. So I know that there are going to be so many women listening to this who are like, where has Nancy Karras been my whole <laughs> life? How would one reach out to you? So you can reach me through my website. Mm-hmm. It's um, transition.coach. So www.transition.coach. Okay. Or you can call me. My number is 661-309-7055. And I will respond to people always. Awesome. And do you right. do, do you offer um, free, con- you know? I do. I, and I don't even call again, it a sorry. consultation or a, someone asked me this morning, do you do a complimentary session? I have a CEO who needs to talk to you. It's really not. A, it's not. It's a conversation mm-hmm. so that they can determine if I can help them and I can determine how I can help them. Right. So I have to have that conversation with people first. Absolutely. Right? I mean, otherwise, some people don't want it. They're like, let's just get started. Great. I'll start with those people too. But it's you fine. know, I, I, as a creative coach, sometimes I love that those people are like ready to jump on board. But for my own sanity too, I'm like, I need to have a conversation with you because... I got to, I'm too old to not gel. <laughs> you know, like, right. I don't want to beat my head against a wall trying to teach somebody something who isn't really open to learning. Agreed. And I do, I do not accept all clients, but I will work with most people first. Mm-hmm. And after the first round, if it's not going well, I will suggest that they find someone who's more of a fit for them. Right. Or I'll suggest that maybe they're not quite ready for the one-on-one coaching. It just depends upon what people's needs are. Right. That's awesome. Well, Mm -hmm. Nancy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I think that the work you're doing, especially at this age and stage, is so important. And the very idea that we can have hope after transitions that seem so daunting and so terrifying, that there's actually light 
and more roads on the other side is awesome. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. It's amazing how bright the world really is if we are allowed to open our eyes and look. And I just wanted to add before we go, I have a page on Facebook called Powerful Transitions for Women. So if you're in transition or considering one, join the group. Awesome. And, and I'll link to know, that in the show notes as well. Perfect. So perfect. one quick thing before we go. Sure. I ask all of my guests, what does it mean to you to 40 Thrive? To 40 Thrive to me means that for once you are truly in the driver's seat in your own vehicle and the road is wide open and thrive is the word. Nothing should hold you back anymore because we as women are capable of overcoming the most obscene obstacles. And if we really look back through our lives, we've already done it. Mm-hmm. Probably not once or twice, but probably more than a few times. But we forget because we're so busy move, right. trying to move forward. But you already have the ruby slippers on. So all women need to do is really click those heels, look within, (laughs) click your heels and go, baby, go. Awesome. Thanks, Nancy. You're welcome, Jackie. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Nancy Karras, for coming on and sharing your gifts and your brilliance and your expertise. I think it's extremely helpful. If there is someone in your life you feel would benefit from this episode, please send it to her. You have no idea how it could really give her the encouragement she may need to take life to that next level. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast. Every week, it'll show up in your favorite podcast app and you will have nothing else to do. Boom, it shows up every week. How easy is that? Thanks so much for listening. Take care and keep thriving. Spring has sprung, and with the change of seasons, sometimes comes an increase in vitality. If you're feeling in the mood for a little more personal time, may I suggest Coconut? Coconut is all about providing clean and natural ingredients when you're enjoying your most intimate moments, with or without a partner. Naturally safe products developed by people who are obsessed with quality. Get 15% off with promo code GROWNASS at grownasswoman.guide forward slash coconut. That's 15% off with promo code GROWNASS at grownasswoman.guide forward slash coconut.